Hi, thanks for pushing play on the episode today. We are recapping my trip to Anaheim with producer Dub for his big 50th birthday celebration. Plus, we talk a little bit about marriage, the good, the bad, and the ugly opinions. That and your ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Hey, 40-year-old woman coming through. Paula. I could just breathe on someone's neck and they would get an erection. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 377. We are sister two podcasts. <laughs> it's like I'm mentally flicking you in the head. I was sitting there and I'm say like, it. I'm all, this is awkward silence. I'm like, oh, I have to say something. <laughs> yes, it's your cue. Line. Okay, so this has been, well, I told you this is going to be an insanely crazy month you know, because. I was thinking about that. Why did you plan all this stuff at the same I time? I didn't plan all this okay, stuff. Okay. It just happened. It, it just happened. We had. Bottle Rock, which we've discussed already, and that was primarily for a client that we went to that, and it was super fun. Everything's everything is fun. It's just that everything requires planning and travel, and so it, there's always a little level of stress. It's not like you're a kid where you just kind of just show up and get catered to wherever you're supposed to be. So this last weekend, we had Daryl turn fifty. Yeah, through some luck. And barely fitting it in with a little floss and boob tape, we, <laughs> we smushed it in and we left for Anaheim on Saturday morning. We, okay, here's the thing. I, do I sound tired? Because I'm exhausted. I I'm would exhausted. be. I mean, I've always <laughs> so. exhausted just watching you guys through the bottle rock and the, oh, I, know. You know, I know what's coming up and I'm just like, I know I, I would know. need a nap somewhere in between. I told Daryl, I said, I think I'm beyond tired. I think because I, I lay, I was laying in bed yesterday, like on top of the bed watching TV. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll fall asleep for a minute. I could not sleep. My body is so depleted physically because of all the walking we did and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we leave for Anaheim. I had to get up at five in the morning. Because I had to shower and get ready to go because we were going to be at Disneyland all day long. It wasn't like we were just going in, checking in, wandering around, enjoying ourselves. No, it was hit the ground running and it wasn't going to end until we showed up home again the next night. So Daryl's like, we have to be out the door by six for our flight. And I said, all right. So out the door, we are pulling out of the driveway at 6.02. I was proud of myself because I'm always late. I made it. And I was like, I can't be the reason we miss a flight. Yeah, that's crazy. By the way, I forgot to tell you when I was at Bottle Rock, they uh, the TSA was there and you can um, do TSA pre-check. You can like fill out the forms and get approved for pre-check. So when you go to the airport, there's the short line for TSA pre-check or the regular line for the, the masses. Daryl has pre-check because he travels all the time. And so he said, you should do it too. It'll be so fun. It's $85 and it, it's good for five years. Wow. I brought my passport to Bottle Rock and they had a little thing there. I made an appointment. I went back an hour later and within five minutes I was set. So when we flew to Anaheim, I had TSA pre-check already. I was glad because for some ungodly reason, it was packed. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people. It, we would have been, we could have potentially missed our flight. It was so, it was so long. 
So we get through, get on the plane, front row seats. It was great, which is so nice. Nice. So we landed in Long Beach and we got there early. So it was like quarter to eight. And so we get off the plane. And so we're, we're standing there waiting for my, my luggage because I, I refuse to not check a bag. I, I need everything. I need all my elixirs and they're not three ounces. I need all of it. Right. So I check a bag. So this, uh, this older woman comes and I'm, I stand far away from everyone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Okay. I haven't even had decent coffee yet. (laughs) So I'm just standing there and it's cold. It's gray and freezing in Long Beach of all places. My hair is flat and I'm freezing and I'm like, this is not Long Beach. What is this? So and it wasn't a marine layer. It was freaking freezing. And this woman comes and sits down on the bench and she's like, oh, I've been sent over here by my children to get out of the way. (laughs) And So she sat down. I went, oh, well, you know, that's fine. And she's like, "Uh, suddenly, I mean, why did you respond to her? I just said, oh, oh well, I, I, mean, I would have just to ignore her. Just give her a polite <laughs> smile and look the other way. I think I did. I wasn't even being an asshole. I was just like, OK, because I, I try to be super respectful. To if you utter words, that opens a conversation. <laughs> so suddenly she's like, I'm used to being in charge of everything. But now that I'm old, I don't get to do anything. And I said, well, you should take advantage of it. I mean, let them do all the work. You know, you get to just relax now. You know, you've done your part. You raised the kids. You're good. I can't believe people feel comfortable speaking to you. Like, you must have looked happy or something because... I was not. Ordinarily, you don't have the look of someone like, I should talk to that woman. Paula, it does not matter where I go. The elderly seek me out as if I'm some kind of Pied Piper and they start speaking. I don't know why. It happens everywhere I go. My friend Tracy, she's like, I just have that look about me where people think they could just start talking to me. And she's like, I don't know why. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. I met a mayor on the plane on our way home, by the way. <laughs> the mayor of what? The mayor of San Anselmo, Mr. Chun. I've never even heard of that. It's a very tiny town in Orange County. He is very nice. Okay, I'm getting off track. Right, My point right, is, right. so you're talking is to I'm this talking old lady. To, I'm talking to this woman, and she looks old like not 90s, but she's definitely not our parents' age. She's a little older than they are. Okay. She said, yeah, and I said, okay, well, you know, enjoy just relaxing. And she goes, well, I've been a widow for three and a half years. Uh, Well, we'll just come right out with it. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, and of course I had to say something stupid because I'm an idiot. And I go, oh, I'm really sorry. I go, did you, have you gotten used to it yet? (laughs) She looks at me and she like, (laughs) stunned. She's stunned. I'm guessing there's a better ugly and awkward moment this week. (laughs) She goes, uh, no. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm really sorry. She goes, it's just so quiet at my house. And luckily my daughter's living with me now. So I have someone to talk to because I just watch way too much television. Well, at least you didn't say, yeah, it probably seems kind of dead there. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, well, I mean, at this point, she's going on and on about how lonely and quiet she it is. Said, like, maybe you should get a dog. I said, ever thought about getting a dog? Did you really? I did. And I go, do you not like animals? And she goes, oh, no, I love them. She goes, but they just die. <laughs> I said, well, they do tend to do that. I feel like, is this just a thing that the older people do where they only talk about what's dying? I would have started looking around for a camera. <laughs> I did. I was looking like, around. And- I'd be like, am I on that like illegal fool show or whatever that show's <laughs> called? And I said, 
hey, at least, you know, you look great. You're obviously active. You're traveling. She goes, well, I'm going on a cruise. It's something we do every year now that my husband's been dead. And I said, well, that's wonderful. And you're going with your children who like being around you. That's a huge thing, you know? And she's like, yeah, I don't get around as good as I used to. You know, I've had hip surgery, knee surgery, heart surgery, shoulder surgery. It's just, you know. Where the hell is Daryl? <laughs> he finally shows up. Good now, God. I think this, I think that Daryl was letting me just he dangle. He must have been somewhere watching you. <laughs> because he finally came up. And I said, this okay. This is payback for all the years of you being such a bitch to him. I know, just I know. somewhere watching you. <laughs> laughing. You know, paddling with this old woman <laughs> drowning in the sea. She was 79. And I said, okay, so. You even got her age. Wow. She told me, yes. And so I said, all right, we'll have a good time on your cruise. And she kept talking. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> so we're walking away. He definitely let me suffer because when we walked away, our Uber had already arrived. <laughs> and I'm like, you asshole. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, happy birthday. So then we get into the Uber. It's a Cadillac. And I go, are we, are we Ubering in style because it's your birthday? And he said, yes, I got, a, I got an Uber black. And I said, awesome. So this pretty white Cadillac SUV-ish looking vehicle shows up. And this string bean of an elderly gentleman gets out of the vehicle. I would have asked him, like, are you single, by the way? <laughs> oh, I, I God. Met a really nice lady inside. Here's <laughs> someone you, I need you to meet. Right. So, well, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he was easily in his 70s. And so, so. I know someone who would fatten you up quick. <laughs> we open we open the uber door to get into the back seat and blaring out at like level 10 is john denver country road take me home and i was like what is this and i look inside and because this man is so tall he has his seat all the way back and leaning it almost looks like a v his chair looks like a v letter v he's sitting so weird and there's no room for Daryl to sit in the back seat. So he has to sit in the front. He goes, well, do you want me to sit in the front? And I looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm not sitting in the front seat with another old person. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that chat. And you guys Sorry. do like the middle seat, like passenger no, seat? No, it okay. was full. It, it was not conducive to him sitting with well, me. And so sucks. You paid for the Uber black and he had to sit in the front seat. with. And of course, Daryl could talk to a hole in the wall. So I'm sure they had a right. nice conversation. Daryl was so glad he got a phone call midway through. <laughs> so he had to take, you know, suddenly he had to take this very important call from his friend from childhood. And so he took that call. He never spoke to me because I had my sunglasses on, my black sunglasses on, and I was looking down the whole time. I'm like, no, I'm giving zero fucks about this situation. I can't do this. So uh, the, the John Denver and then Kansas dust in the wind. And oh, I said, how, how amazingly iconic. You're like, so, sir, are you, you originally from Los Angeles? Or? <laughs> then I got a little nervous because he decided he told he declared that he was ignoring the map. And that he had his own route to get us to Disneyland. And I got a little red flag and I went, okay, can I tuck and roll out of this bitch? Because That's if safe, this guy man. is some kind of fucking psycho, I need to be able to get out of here. Because I'll she do is. it. Yeah, really. I'll break my leg. I'll, I'll get road rash, whatever. Luckily, he was fine, but he did almost run a red light. <laughs> and so <laughs> he slammed his brakes. He goes, sorry, folks. 
<laughs> but the guy behind me was riding me and I was just, I didn't know and da da da. And so we're literally in the middle of like Harbor Boulevard in Anaheim in traffic in the middle of the, the cross section. Yeah. And I, and in, you know, and you know how I am about driving in my mind. I'm like, just pull the fuck through. Just stop. <laughs> God damn it. Luckily I refrained. And so, cause I don't want Gerald to get a bad, you know, Uber review or something. So we finally, he pulls in. I, I could not get out of that car fast enough. I could not get out. Did fast it smell enough. bad or anything? You know, it smelled like green peppers, which I thought was really <laughs> odd. Given what kind of gentleman he was, I would not be surprised if there was a bunch of produce in the back. I would have expected like Stetson or something. No smell. No, you know what? Oh, you're not going to like it. But I could smell his like his musk. Just that manly ma- like smell. Like his, his own skin smell? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't revolting, was it but I could just I, the fact that I could smell his body at all oh, God. was weird. Jamie, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just the yeah. only time I want to smell a man's body is if it's on me and that means I allowed it. You. That's right. Means I allowed it on me. Exactly. But exactly. in a car like driving me? No. Anyway, so yes, we ended up at Disneyland Hotel. We checked in. Now they are packed to the gills. And so we and because we got these reservations to go into this new Star Wars land so late in the process, we ended up getting a really nice room, but it had two beds and a pullout bed. Like it was like way over, you know, he's like, Joe's like, you know, we only need one bed. Is there any way you can like give us a king? You know, he goes, you know, we are so full that it's just no, you're getting what we have available. And I said, that's fine. We'll just jump on them. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, you could do no, that. No, just I use guess. one for sex and the other one for sleeping. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what well, I was like, well, which, which one's the sex bed? I'm like, the one you're on. Because this is the now I have established my nest. It's here. I'm not moving. <laughs> so anyway, so yes, we went. And now Daryl and I will be doing a podcast, a short podcast of a review of Star Wars Land. So if you're interested in knowing any spoilery stuff or just, I mean, Daryl got so nerdy and it was it was glorious to see because I don't know about you, but I don't have that kind of passion for anything. Like I don't have like, you know, there are kids who they get real passionate about Pokemon or, you know, their little, their little characters, you know, whatever. And then there are, there are adults who are really passionate about Disneyland or their baseball team or football. I don't have any of that. I mean, I love a lot of stuff, but not to the point like, they where it shapes my childhood or anything like that. Daryl Star Wars is a huge part of his childhood and and it has continued on until now and so he was overwhelmingly like he was blown away by how much emotion he was he never cried. No there was no tears or anything like that. But I mean did they show like memorabilia from like like being young like early on or no this is a whole new thing okay there was one thing where I got really genuinely psyched and it okay. was Chewbacca okay don't give it away in case <laughs> I'm not but go. but Chewbacca was there and I saw him and now Daryl's like just go out there just go out there and I said okay first of all he's surrounded by children so no I'm not going to walk up there and go, hey, 40-year-old woman coming yeah, through. Yeah, start pushing kids to the I'm side. I'm like, that's stupid. I'm like, it's it, it's a human being. I'm aware of what this is. It's just cool to see. And he was like eight feet tall. It was, And he was super interactive. 
And it was just a really cool thing. Other than that, you know, I mean, I was I was watching Daryl the whole time, honestly. Yeah. And he never stopped smiling. Aww. Never stopped smiling. He was all in. And so he ha- has a lot of thoughts, I'm sure. The thing is, is like when you're at Disneyland and you see full grown parents wearing Mickey ears or those ugly shirts or buying the crappy churros or the, you know, the Mickey Mouse shaped apples or whatever, you have bought all in. You are in, you're living the fantasy. And then once you leave and when you hit that airport, it's over. And so when you're there, you just get totally sucked in. Star Wars is next level. There were people there where they had to ask them to remove their costumes because people thought that they worked there. (laughs) They were all in. That's what this is. And so it's easy to judge, but I'm like, who am I to judge? You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not passionate about this, about anything. Well, that's what I was thinking is like, the only thing I can think of that maybe would come close is like, I didn't come close, but I mean, when I was little, I was like way into Barbie, but I Mm -hmm. mean, even then I just, I, you're right. No, 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 no. These, these are people like, for example, there was a family of four there, a mom and a dad, uh, wearing, and everybody had a Star Wars shirt on except for me. Um, mom and a dad, they had, they had a, like a three-year-old and a two-year-old, a boy and a girl. They were named Luke and Leia. <laughs> Are you joking me? No, that is the level. There were a lot of women older than me wearing Leia buns. There was a lot of costumes. There was a lot of, so I mean, uh, it was almost like a cos- like Comic-Con, cos- Comic-Con yes. but for yes. Star Wars. Yes, it was all of it. And I was like, <laughs> I was watching Daryl and he's just like, he had his phone up and he was videoing everything mm-hmm. when we walked in. And I said, I am so happy for you right now. Like, I am legit happy for him because I, I don't have this in my life. I don't right. have this. So and, and for all the people that were there, I was so happy for them. I didn't seem to be crying or anything like that. But when you saw these full grown men see the Millennium Falcon for the first time, it was an experience I've never seen in my life. It was like their toys became life-size. And Daryl even said, he goes, he goes, oh my God. And I go, what? He goes, it's, it's life-size. And I said, well, yeah, that's the whole point. He's like, I, this is how big it would be. And I said, yes, yes, it is. It was so cool though. It really was cool. He was like a giant child. And it was really neat. It was so cute. And he wasn't alone. There were so many men there with their wives. And they were just like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. This is amazing. Did you see the cantina? I said, I did. (laughs) I did see the cantina. There are droids everywhere. It was just really cool. It's, In fact, I don't think there's anything that we will talk about that will spoil it for anybody. It's it's an experience. Wow. Yeah. And the stormtrooper, everything. I mean, we'll talk about all of it. But yeah, there's a lot of people and everything is credits, not dollars. And so when you order something, they go, "Okay, that'll be eight credits because everything's (laughs) credits in space. So that is so funny. Yeah, it's very fun. It was really cool. I really enjoyed and I enjoyed watching Daryl experience all of it. So and then we had um, we did a special dinner. Uh, there's a, a little steakhouse over at the Disneyland Hotel. So after everything was done Saturday night for his birthday, we went there and had a really nice meal. That's good. So it was a really good trip. Thirty six hours flew by. Thirty six hours. Yes, yes, it was so fast. 
I just came to realize that, especially when I'm traveling, I don't have any kind of appetite. Daryl, he has a voracious appetite. That man can eat at any time. And not just like a snack. Like, he wants a full-ass meal. And I go, well, they have this. They have, you know, green beans and they have some, you know, dumplings. He goes, do they have any meals? And I was like, Jesus. I'm like, well, there's a hamburger. Do you want that? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. I'm like, um, okay. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. You can eat a lot. I'm like, I feel like I can't do that, man. Yeah. You know, when I'm traveling, I don't eat a ton. No. Like, even when we were in Vegas, I feel like we only ate twice or something. We don't. I have no, ha- you know what? I would be so perfect if I was in exile because I wouldn't need much to survive. I yeah, could do when it. we were in Disneyland, we did eat in the park. I mean, everybody else ate pretty regularly, and mm-hmm. I think they all shared like a turkey leg and all that stuff. Yeah. Plus, you know, I can't eat anything anyways, but <laughs> yeah, but they're actually pretty good about like gluten stuff, so that's nice. They are and ve- and vegetarian, all that. Yeah, they they do. Mm-hmm. And so we did have like a burger somewhere, but like I was good for like the rest of the day, and we were there till like yeah. midnight. Well, and it's crazy, so- and everybody's like, "Oh, we must feed." I'm like, "Already?" They're like, "It's been six hours." I'm like, oh, well, pardon me. I didn't realize. I'm like, I just don't process a hunger the same, apparently. You know how he is. I mean, especially if he's burning energy. I mean, he'll <laughs> he'll be sleeping yeah. and get hungry. So, I, I mean, know. he just, if he's burning energy, him. he needs to keep a snack in his pocket. Oh, please. <laughs> just, are you kidding? I have sent him downstairs to check for a noise and he comes back up with a handful of food. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? I got hungry. I'm like, you got hungry? I go, what are you eating? He go, it's a cookie. And I'm like, it's three in the morning. <laughs> I have this horrible God. habit. If the dogs wake up in the middle of the night to go pee, I'll yeah. eat a bowl of cereal. I always oh will. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. I, You know, when I was younger, when I first moved out by myself and I, I would wake up in the morning for some whatever reason, I would get up and eat leftovers yeah. at like two in the morning. Yeah. It's so well, weird. You know what's funny is, is I didn't realize this, but when I was breastfeeding Olivia, when I was done and I'd put her back down, I was like, I would go in the kitchen and I would eat like five cookies because I was so hungry. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes I sense. I didn't know breastfeeding made you hungry. Well, and it depletes so, your body. I had yeah. no idea. And so I Why thought... Why do you think I, cows eat all the time? <laughs> I don't know. You're and so starving. We're milking them all the, the time. My stomach was totally growling and I'm like, oh my God, these cookies look so good. Because <laughs> it was like Girl Scout season. So we had like five boxes of oh, cookies. Yeah. And so oh, I yeah. eat these like uh, peanut butter chocolate cookies and I'd eat like four or five of them and i'm like oh these taste so good <laughs> anyway so more so more to come on the disneyland re, uh, experience with producer dub that will actually drop next week but yes we had a great time and i'm good. like i said i was so happy for him he's just like i'm so happy you're happy for me that's the best part and i'm like well i hope Aww. it was i hope it was amazing and you know everybody was jealous and he was just so excited that everyone was jealous and he just had he bought all the little collector's items you know all the things that you can only get this weekend and stuff like that and so so are you guys even gonna bother to do an anniversary this year or you know i i would assume yeah daryl okay you know he's he's so like every you know the day all those things are really important to him they're not important to me but they're super important to him and i said i didn't realize you guys were millionaires so i just i'm surprised (laughs) well first of all you know it's so funny everything always looks a certain way but when you if if you get down and dirty it's like we didn't pay for the flight he he travels so much everything's on points you know it's like and he turned 50 man it's a half a century yeah no that's true the man's knee cracks when he walks (laughs) okay so 
we were going to do a, we, we saw a couple of things about wedding, about marriage, and we thought they were super funny. So we wanted to talk about a couple of things. We're not talking about the wedding season part. We're talking about the, the marriage part, which is also part of wedding. The post, the actual whole point of the wedding season is to have the marriage part, right? Yeah. It's, it's basically wedding season right now. Yeah. Well, what was really funny is you sent this to me and I actually saw this when you sent it to me the first time as well. I had read it and I thought it was super funny how people in the wedding industry have a pretty good idea if the marriage is going to make it. Right. And, and that makes sense. I mean, we all saw the wedding planner with JLo. She could figure it out by the color of bridesmaids dresses and the wedding song. And so right. we found you, you and I both, you, you found it first and then I saw it too uh, on BuzzFeed. Wedding photographers are sharing the signs that a couple will or won't make it. And so you and I picked a couple to read because we agree with them. So you go ahead and read the ones that you found and you thought were true and funny. Right. So there was 21 total, but we, yes. we each picked two. Right. And I think we should post this after the show drops. Okay. Absolutely. If we, if we can remember. Oh, we will. Okay. So mine was a friend of mine is an engagement and wedding photographer. And she says she can tell how in love the couple is. Oh, no. That's the wrong one. Okay. No, oh. no. Okay. <laughs> it says, I used to help a buddy shoot weddings. And I found that the bigger the country hit they danced to, the shorter the marriage. <laughs> Couples that use obscure songs seem to last longer. That's hilarious. I would agree with that. My wedding song was pretty obscure. And mine were both like top hits of their time. So mm, interesting. what does that tell you? Well, there you go. Okay. I read this one and um, I have been to a wedding like this. So this was really funny. It said, I saw red flags whenever the bride or groom was super quiet and just watching. Once I had a groom who said no more than 10 words to anyone the entire day. And oh after the God. wedding, the bride asked me for a discount because I couldn't make the groom look happy enough. They were divorced a year later. Oh my God. A discount yes because she couldn't edit the photos to make him look like he was having a good time <laughs> well he obviously wasn't obviously you know it's hard to face the truth but photos do not hide anything like like you said uh when we were getting fitted for your bridesmaids dresses and mom told you it's like well <laughs> what did she say because we all wanted black because we thought it was slimming she said buy what you want but what you put in it it is what it is <laughs> it is what it <laughs> something is exactly like, something like that yeah there's nothing there's nothing slimming when there's nothing to slim in a black yeah. dress if you're a little overweight, that, that, it, there's it nothing is you what can it do is. about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I worked at a wedding venue and the biggest red flag I've seen was once when the groom asked his dad, hey, how are you? The dad shrugged and said, well, I'm here. And the groom responded, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> God. <laughs> you know what? That's, I actually, um, well, I won't say who it is, but mm. we did know someone a couple weeks before the wedding. Mm -hmm. And um, he said that, you know, he was having cold feet mm. and he was talking to his brother about it. And he was kind of talking to him about his reasons and all that stuff. And his brother's just like, that sounds a little bit more than cold feet. You know, yeah, he says, yeah. I, I, I really think, you know you should kind of reconsider doing this or pushing it back or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe not doing it at all because he's just like, if you're really that unsure, you, you know, I don't think you should go through with it. And he's like, well, so later they talked about it and he's like, so what did you think about it? He's like, well, we already paid for the caterer. So, oh my God. So they got married. <sighs> that's terrible. Okay. This here's here in speaking of here's one that's really interesting. 
There's one particular venue I've shot at that has a hundred percent divorce rate with our clients. One hundred percent divorce rate. It's a state park which I've dubbed Omen Meadows. <laughs> I want to know what that state park is. I want to know too. I really want to know. I mean, if it's especially if it's in California or something. Well, we have a lot of them, and I keep thinking. I go. There is a little uh, non-denominational chapel in Yosemite, and you can oh. have weddings there. And it's beautiful. It's in a meadow. It's in the bottom. Of, it's in the it's in the basin of Yosemite. So it's next to uh, it's in the meadow. And I'm just wondering okay. if that's what it is, because it's a I was beautiful thinking, area. I was thinking it had to be like Tahoe or something like that. Well, maybe, you know, maybe. But, I mean, I mean, 100 percent. That's pretty crazy. I mean, is it one of those things where you go, listen, I just want you to know that every Every wedding I've ever photographed here, the, the marriage doesn't last. Are you sure this is where you want to have it? A hundred percent. That's a lot. That's everything. That's everything. I would almost say I don't want to do it anymore. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not, fo- I'm not shooting here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, of course they're going to take the money. I mean, it's not up to them to decide. I know. It just feels like it should be. Anyway, okay, so here's the other thing that we wanted to talk about. Jill Duggar, who, you know, <laughs> we absolutely hate. She's part of the Duggar clan. She's Although, of- she's, she's gone pretty rogue. I thought uh, Jill's not the one that went, well, no, she went rogue because her husband has lost his shit. Well, actually, all the husbands in these people's lives have are not all that. They're kind of all kind well, of except for the fringe. one that used to be a soccer player. Now he's like a oh, minister. Yeah, but they live far away from the family. Yeah, that's they're true. totally on their own. Jill, she wears jeans. She has a nose piercing. Right, she's kind of hippy dippy. I think she's the oldest too, right? Or not the oldest? She was the first to get married. Yeah. Anyway, so she's been married five whole years, mm-hmm. and she has decided that she has some tips for marriage. Mm-hmm. She's 28 years old. Yes. They got married when they were virgins. Yes. So she has tips to keep the fire alive in mm-hmm. your marriage. <sighs> I, I'm Here's the first thing. one. Okay. So the <laughs> okay, first okay, one. Go ahead. Okay. So the first one is you're supposed to have sex three or four times a week is a good start. LOL is what a, she said. A good start. It's a good start. Okay. Here's the thing that I have a problem with this whole, the, all these tips is that it's all about you're only there for your husband's enjoyment and you're like basically this is what you're a trophy wife and this is all you're good for making sure your husband feels like a man and that's Mm -hmm. like nah that's not true but okay if this is how you live your life well and what i took away from the tips was these are also all things to get him in the mood right keep him horny and I was thinking, if you have to try that hard to get your husband in the mood, there is something seriously wrong. Well, that is especially only five years in. Five years, virgin, and mm-hmm. you're in your late 20s. Yeah, it's true. I could just breathe on someone's neck in that situation <laughs> and they would get an erection. They get an erection when the wind blows, you know? These are the these and as far as trying to keep up the sex for three or four times a week, uh, if you can't have intercourse, find other ways to have fun and be intimate. Let your spouse know that you're always available. 
like what for like blowjobs or anal i don't which which is it i don't i'm not sure maybe a hand job or Um, dry humping or i don't know i mean just trying to figure out what she means by that i don't like hand jobs at all those take a long time i just don't i'm not interested i'm just i feel like i mean i could be just some we can probably find an apparatus to do this i don't need to be the one to do this yeah i don't Um, know it's just not for me they do that themselves i don't need to do it for you women don't naturally have upper body strength well i just grow i grow bored i'm like then then i feel bad and i'm like okay this is just not going nowhere for me once um, I start switching to my left hand, I think they get an idea that it's just taking too long. And then it's like, you know, being jerked off by like, I just like a, a weirdo or something. Just, I don't know. It's, I don't like it. Um, if you're struggling, it, if you're struggling with sex, get help. And don't be afraid to get a second opinion. I'm like, for what? What? I don't know. From where? <laughs> well, and that was my first clue. I'm like, what do you mean if you're struggling with sex? What does that mean? Like, like you don't like it? Or why would you? Why would? Why would you just suddenly imply that? I don't like, know. It just made me sound. It made it sound like. Are, are you? What is that word like when you're not presenting but projecting? Projecting. What does pray and fast for your husband mean? Ask how you can pray for him and let him know when you do. Send him text messages and write a note. What is fat? It's like, so stay skinny? I guess. Look nice for him. Don't. It's easy to get home and throw on frumpy PJs and wash your makeup off. But make sure that a few times a week you enjoy time together looking like you would hanging out when you were dating. Okay. This is so primitive. It's so not. I guess I guess the only thing I can think of is when you're younger when you're newly married sex is still super like the most important thing you know and I think that's worse though yeah I think you know for sure I mean I never experienced that because when we got married we had three children immediately so they have two children now they do but I mean not initially and so my guess is that the first you know when you're first married it's all about sex because it's so fun and it's freeing and it's especially if you're in a super conservative world and so it's like the one place where you can be really you know open and you know what i'm saying yeah so i think that's where her mind is right now in 15 years that will not be (laughs) that will not be the thing I know she was raised to be available to her husband no matter what. Like, you're mm-hmm. not, you know, so I get that part of it. But in general, marriage isn't about just being available for sex for your husband who literally could have sex all day long, you know? So this one was interesting to me. Go to bed fresh. It's easy to just want to shower in the morning to wake ourselves up. But showering in the evening and sometimes before he gets home, if you arrive home before him, and even putting on fragrant lotion in front of him can be another way to say... I care. You're important to me. Putting on and lotion. Lets him, <laughs> and lets him know you're up for fun whenever he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, I just keep coming back to why all the need for seduction. Right. I just, I really don't get that. Because again, if you're with a man in his late 20s or, or any age for that matter. Right, right. You know, if you're basically sitting on the bed putting lotion on your legs and you can just, you know, I mean, and just out of the woods like, oops, I forgot to put panties on. You'll get pounced before you even get to your drawer. Are you kidding? You know? I put lotion on my arms and Daryl's like, hello there. 
It <laughs> doesn't matter. You don't have to make it. You don't have to make it a show. Keep all that in mind, people. Okay, so we have some. Uh, let's go ahead and do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. This week, we, you guys are so great, our listeners, I'm saying. Uh, you guys are sending us your ugly and awkward moments. And we Yay! we had two in two days in a row that were so good that I decided just to read these two and then bank any other ones. But these are really great. I'm calling this the Listener's Relate Edition. Okay. Because both of these come from listening to our show and then having something similar occur to them almost immediately after listening to the show. So okay. here's the first one. This is from Alex. Alex says, uh, sharing a ugly and awkward moment here. I was listening to episode 375, Hot Mics, Porta Potties, and Singing Shows this morning and found the Porta Potty part hilarious. That was when I ripped <laughs> open the door and saw the man's butt. <laughs> yes. Okay. I guess I found it so hilarious that I decided to manifest it in my own life. I had to use the restroom oh, no. at work, so I went for the last stall, which I do that too, by the way. Um, I always try and pick somewhere in the middle. Oh, not me. But I don't like but to be like, in front of the sinks. Because, you know, when you're, in a work, oh. when you're in a work stall, when you're in a work bathroom, the stalls kind of are facing the mirror and the sinks. I always go to the end. Hello? 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 Hi. Hello? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Mm-hmm. I think I lost you all together. No, you didn't. Oh. Oh, okay. Wait. You know there what? You it's me. Let me disconnect. Hold on. Okay. Hello? There you are. Okay. Yeah. I had a bad connection. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, so I take the last stall, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Last the door flew open, and to my horror, I see my coworker sitting there scrolling through her phone. <laughs> <laughs> would you be doing we made eye contact for a second and she smiles awkwardly as i panic say sorry and slam the door after the initial shock i could stop laughing about it we don't run into each other often so i'm hoping i don't have to see her for the rest of the day oh my god, god. Well, at least she wasn't like changing her tampon oh or something my like god that. can you imagine Do you know how horrific that would be <gasps> yes. i mean talk about a moment of like mm. What, what's that word? God, why can't I think of any words today? Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Like when you're uh, when you're like completely exposed and you could be attacked. Naked and word? afraid. Oh, vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yes. That is a very vulnerable place for sure. I feel like I need a list of words that I can't remember. You need some, you need start, some flashcards. I, I do. I'm going to start putting them in my pocket. Vulnerable. Detected. I feel like I'm constantly playing the $10,000 pyramid with myself. Fern. Weed. Things that taste like chicken. Things a monkey would wear. <laughs> Banana. Okay. Uh, here's the second one. I have listened to every... Okay, this one actually I got a little teary because I Aww. thought it was so sweet. This is from Holly. I've listened to every one of your episodes. It really helped me while I was learning to walk again following a car <gasps> accident back in 2016. Oh, my God. I know. I desperately needed and benefited from the laughs I got from listening. Oh, thank you so much. I... Paula, we're the worst people on the planet and we make people laugh. Isn't that nice? I I can't. This can't be real. My mind is blown. No, seriously. She's so nice. Anyway, so I was listening to your show a few weeks ago, vigorously nodding my head in agreement as you two were talking about old lady names for babies. Remember when we talked about Deborah? <laughs> okay. 
There are just some names associated with old people. Fast forward to May 11th. My daughter-in-law gives birth to a beautiful eight pound, three ounce baby girl. I was so excited. As I'm holding my granddaughter, admiring how perfect she is, my son informs me that they have finally decided on a name. After much discussion, they found a name that they fell in love with. Alice Ivy. (laughs) We don't have an Alice or an Ivy on either side of the family. They just like the name. I just just stared at them with this stupid smile on my face as Paula's voice is echoing in my head of Alice being an old lady name. (laughs) Thankfully, I was able to keep that stupid smile on my face and lie my ass off by telling them what a beautiful name it is. So there is my ugly and awkward moment of not my week, but my life. Oh God, Love Holly! Um, it was funny. I was I read that to Daryl, um, producer Deb, and I said, "Okay, first of all, can you believe that people actually listen to us while they're in therapy? Because that's funny. I didn't know we were. Th- I I think it's amazing. First of all, I'm I'm beyond I would, flattered. I, right? I wouldn't care if we only had five listeners. If it was just one person that said that, I mean, right? that's just I know like that." That does make me want, I mean, it makes me want to cry in a good way. Me too. I was so emotional about that statement. I was, you know what? It just reminds me of the first time we did a podcast, episode one, which I don't believe is available. Thank God. But it was so bad. I believe if I, if I can recall, you and I were sitting at my desk with one microphone, staring at the computer, judging Miss America. That was the first episode. And it was awful. I, oh god it just was ter- we were actually using our computer microphones we were we had no idea what we were doing it was and so we were funny. skyping i thought or so i don't know you were at my house it. we were sitting next to each other sharing a teeny <laughs> tiny microphone it wasn't even the ones we you know better it obviously wasn't it's we're using good ones now but anyway um so so just really quickly yes. i read this article or i saw it on tv or something like that where this girl had been in a coma for like a really long time oh no and um her favorite singer was Reba McIntyre. Oh. So they had been playing it on the radio, like or like a cassette or something like that. Mm-hmm. And someone decided to turn it off. And supposedly the girl woke up out of a coma and said, no, Reba. Oh, and my so, God. I know, right? So I'm thinking that like, oh, my God. Crazy. Someone's like, no, the ugly truth. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Obviously not. But I mean, um, yeah, I just I, I feel almost like awkward I'm, about it i well i i definitely am um very flattered and honored i'm humbled i'm humbled I'm ext- and um, I, I can't even say humbled because that makes me feel like we were something i know well it just reminds me of when we first downloaded and we we got 10 whole downloads and we were so excited i know, I know. <laughs> and daryl's like it's probably all of us we probably downloaded it and listened to it, and that's where the ten. I know I listened to it like three times. I know, so and I said, "Well, all of I said, and now look at us." And Daryl told us that we had our biggest download of our lives this last month. Wow! Yeah. So I don't know <sighs> who you people are, but thank you for listening. Like Samantha said, first the gays, then the <laughs> then boy, the girls, then the then the girls then, then the, the world. world yeah then the then the business <laughs> it's true i don't think the gays like us though i don't think we're i don't think that's we're that's not our target i'm not sure i don't, I don't really yeah, know. I don't know i guess we'd have to i don't think we get uh uh 
we get geography, but I don't think we we don't not tabulate get, it. We there. don't not get segments of society like the gays or the girls yeah. or whatever. But um, we definitely I don't do. Think, but I don't think the information whittles down that far. I don't think people go, oh, my favorite gay episode. You know, we don't have any of that. That's not our right. th- that is not our niche. But anyway, well, thank you for listening. Unless you want to email us and tell us you're gay. Oh my god! And please. then well, then we would know. Then we would know we have more than one listener who's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, our, our subject matter expert on all things gay anything <laughs> anything at all we can we please we can make up any shit and call it real isn't that the way the world works now it's our truth yeah. god damn it it's our truth so anyway it's ugly it's and it's ugly thank you holly right, and friends. alex for your oh, submissions yes. thank you so much um, gosh that you're both winners. Just makes me feel so weird. Yeah, you're both winners in our book. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Congratulations to all you graduates. I know it's uh, about that time. It um, is. I don't know if any of you beautiful youngsters from high school have been listening. Hopefully not without your parents' permission. Uh, you college grads, congratulations. Go off and uh, find that job that you've been dying to get and complain about the student loans that you have to pay off now. With that said, please visit UglyTruth.com and click on our Amazon button and do some shopping or go to LipAndClip.com and also do some makeup shopping as well. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week and we will see you on Sunday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.